There's an energy that draws barbers, stylists, makeup artists, and estheticians towards our chosen craft. It's a bond we share not only in our profession, but it also transcends who we are as people. We'll talk shop, relationships, and the challenges we each experience to help us live more aligned. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Aligned Podcast. Today I'm joined by Josh Velasquez, founder and president at Prohibition Barber Co. Josh, appreciate you being here, brother. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. No, I love the conversation we've had so far. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been already super deep, right? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Well, you're a deep yeah. guy, you know, yeah. and uh, jumping right into it. Um, originally from Chicago, right? Um, uh, Hermosa area, right? Yeah. Now tell me where this desire for hair came in, because you've had it since you've been a kid, but didn't pursue it until not just too long ago, right? Yeah, yeah. So... You know, growing up, um, I just just hanging out with a group of friends in high school and, you know, they were cutting hair and it was just for something that uh, that we were just doing for fun. And uh, one of my friends started charging five dollars a haircut. And I'm like, OK, cool. You can make money doing this. <laughs> and uh, what I truly fell in love was when all of the guys will come together, you know, after school and get their haircuts and talk and just have that camaraderie of like just the boys kicking it together. And so that was something that I was so intrigued by. And also... Um, making someone look fresh with like a fresh fade. And, and so, you know, that person going to school and getting compliments for me, that was, that was fulfilling. Yeah. Like, I love to see that. I was like, man, that's cool. Right. Like I did that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> that's like my art piece, you yeah. know? And, and so I, uh, I started, uh, cutting hair. I, at first I started watching my friend cut hair and I started seeing different techniques and I would ask him questions and, um, then I bought my first pair of clippers. Uh, my first haircut was actually pretty good. So I guess that's when you got to, that's when I was like, okay, I guess there's I, something here, yeah, right? there's something here. Right. And, uh, my senior year for homecoming and prom, my parents' backyard deck was full of guys getting haircuts. So I was busting out haircuts. It was like hot, hot summers, and I'm sweating in the backyard. And I'm chopping hair. Not at that point, were you charging at least five bucks? I haircut? was charging, yeah, <laughs> I was charging five dollars a haircut, uh, and eight dollar graphic designs. Oh man, look yeah. at you! You're right. getting into it, man. Yeah, you know, a little. And this is this is still. Were you in high school? I was in high school. Yeah. Holy smokes! Good for you. So it's like you know, had I had the heart of entrepreneurship even right. when I didn't even know that was a thing, right? And so I remember uh, just being encouraged by my family, by my brother and my si- uh, and my siblings and my parents saying, you know, you have something here. You should do this for a living. But I'll be honest with you. Um, I mean, um, do you remember Structure for Men? Of course. Yeah. So, Became Express. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I worked at Structure for Men. That was like yeah. my first job. So I always had nice clothes. And I used to hate getting hair all yeah, over me. Yeah. I'm like, this is not for me. Like, I, I'm, I don't want to do this. Funny. Yeah. Funny. Because it's, I mean, even just hearing it, you would think the story ends there. You became a barber and then the rest is history. Yeah. But that's not what happened. No, 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 no. So you really took the whole, like, I don't like hair on me thing very yeah. seriously. Yeah. And I stopped cutting hair for a bit. Oh, you stopped. Yeah. So, um, and then I shortly after high school graduated, um, met my wife, still my, you know, my, my, my bride, as I call her. <laughs> Your betrothed. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> 
And, uh, you know, life took us for a turn right away. We ended up having a baby right after high school. Um, it's a long story, but, um, you know, the odds were against us. Um, the odds were against me as being a young Latino um, inner city kid. Um, you know, there wasn't a lot of uh, uh, belief that I can overcome that situation. But um, just raised by an amazing family, an amazing, you know, mother, father, you know, siblings. My brother was a big part of this. Um, they just said, they just kept saying, you know, like, stick with it. Keep keep working hard. You're, you're going to get over that hump. And sure enough, mm-hmm. I started working in corporate America and I stopped cutting hair wow. for like 13 years. I did it wow. for family and friends. Just, I mean, not a lot. Um, and not always, as a business, right? Right, not as a business, just out of my house. Right, right. I was still charging because I'm like, that's still my time. <laughs> right, you right, know? right, for sure. And I got talent, right? <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah. Um, but at that place, at that time, I was just like, I don't know if I want to do this. Now I got deeper into, you know, I got older and I'm like, how am I going to do this on a professional level? I guess it's not for me then. So I kept working in corporate. I mean, 13 years yeah. is a long time to get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, talk to me about the moment that you decided to to leave all that behind. And, and, and now at this point, I mean, you're a family man. You got, yeah. now I'm assuming not just one kid, but a couple at that yeah. point, right? Yeah. Because um, you have three now total. Yeah. But so talk to me about just that decision and then just that, yeah, what happened next uh, to get you to this point of now, you, I mean, totally different life, right? Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, now I have. Uh, even more, like a bigger responsibility, you know, now I have like, you know, I have rent, I have, you know, like three mouths to to feed, you know, right. four, four with me, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it was uh, at the, when I was still, wor- I was still working at corporate. Um, and one day, um, that was around the time when Instagram um, first started launching. And I started um, getting back into uh, I guess networking and, uh, you know, for me going back to my previous history of like me loving clothes, I love clothes. So I was always on Instagram looking at like what's trending, what looks good. And, and then I started getting into like guys, like other barbers all across the nation and world. And I, and more uh, so from entertainment, it seems like. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so I started cutting hair again and on the side, still working in corporate, but I'm posting my pictures now. Oh, interesting. And now these guys are like, dude, like you should be cutting hair at a shop. And I'm like, ah, oh, well, this can't happen. Like I don't have the money to leave uh, corporate. I have a family. And all the benefits. And that, all the benefits, right. Yeah. You know, 401k, pension, yada, yada, yada. Health insurance, the most important yeah, thing. Yeah. And... um. So I was like, I don't know if this could happen. A few years pass, and still what were you doing for a few years. Yeah, like I was. Wow. Now I started. Posting? Yeah, I wow. started getting back into cutting hair. Now, now it started becoming a thing that I love. You know, before it was just like, ah, oh, whatever. I'm just cutting hair to make five dollars. Now it's like, man, I'm really digging this. Yeah. And um, one day I was driving to work, and I like I felt really fed up, <laughs> and. Everyone at, at my previous job 
was amazing. I had a great relationship. It was just a place where I couldn't be creative. Where dreams go to die. <laughs> <laughs> right? Corporate America. I mean, yeah, you, were, right? you were in the freight, right? Yeah, I was in a freight department um, in a corporate level. And it was just like in a cubicle. And, right. you know, it was cool for the moment, you know, but Paid the bills. I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, there's more to this. Yeah. And so I, I took that leap of faith and I said, I called my wife and I said, hey, uh, I think I'm going to quit my job. And she's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And I said, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot. I've done my research. I found a school that I can do because, you know, at this moment, in order to sacrifice everything because that's literally sacrificing comfort that's sacrificing 401ks your your security yeah to nothing um i had to elevate myself i had to go get my license my barber license um and um that's something that i couldn't cut hair illegally Mm -hmm. so i was like i had to find a school that could accommodate my current uh needs which was find a school part-time why I still work. Probably at night, right? I'm assuming. Um, it was night. during the day. Oh, was yeah, it? Yeah, okay. yeah. It was just like shorter hours. It was gotcha. it was a longer process. It was like a year and a half. Oh, interesting. So um, I found a school in downtown, started started going to school there. You know, first of all, I got the blessing from my wife, and she's like, okay, do it. And I was like, what? Like, she's okay with this? I'm like, whoa, okay. That's awesome. And I just told her there's something out there that belongs to us. I got to get it. I'm hungry for it, and I'm not going to stop. And sure enough, she's, she gave me the okay, the blessing, as I say. You know, when, when you're with a partner, I, I truly feel um, we're, you, you should both be in the same page uh, for the fact that, you know, um, it, it, it's less stressful yeah. because now they understand your vision, yeah. you know. And um, so, yeah, I left corporate America, did barber school in barber school i got connected with a uh i worked in a salon in the west loop as their uh, one of their head barbers and was there for five years wow, so you went for it though i mean that's i like, went I mean, in that was i mean yeah. people don't just get that right out of school yeah good for you not what? at all yeah and, and did you know some what was the connection there so i went to school with one of the owners gotcha and um we just hit it off Good for you. And and again, I guess he sh- he's seen how hungry I was. And one thing that I I I kept in mind was I had I had to make a certain amount of money because I left what I had previously. Yeah. So it's like I couldn't go into a, a regular barbershop and start cutting at fifteen dollars an hour. I mean fifteen fifteen, twenty dollars a haircut. You know, they're going to take their cut as well. Right, right. So I had to, like, find something that was going to make me more money. True. Now, I already knew how to cut hair. I just needed my license. So once I got my license, I was like, okay, cool. Where, sh- where should I start working? And I got that opportunity to work at a salon. It was like a high-end salon in the West Loop. And I took I took that. And I was Scared. Really? Yeah. I mean, I did my first my first experience in yeah. a professional in a professional industry and in a salon versus a barbershop. Yeah. It's like that's that's so different, you know? And but I knew I was gonna grow quick there. I just had that feeling 
in me that that gut feeling, which I I as I we spoke earlier, that intuition. Mm-hmm. I'm like I am so in tune with my intuition. That's amazing. It's such a beautiful relationship that I have. Now, is that something you've always had, or is that something that's developed through some of the things that uh, you know, some of your practices, your habits that you've formed yeah. as of late? Well, I I tapped into that when I quit corporate. Yeah. When I had that feeling when I was driving to work saying, you're not supposed to be here. Go get what belongs to right. you. You're meant for more. I listened to that. And I took that, that, I took that, that, that leap. And like things started just, opportunities started just coming to me. Doors started opening. I'm like, hold up. That was because I listened to myself because I listened to my intuition. And, um, that's what I. That's what I do. It you know, like the floodgates have opened. Yeah, like right. Now I got to ask yeah. too. When, you know, when when you were with corporate, I mean, you mentioned liking clothes and fashion, and even as a kid, and obviously now, you know, <laughs> well dressed, well put together. But was that something that was toned down because of corporate? Or was that still something that it never went away? Oh, it never went away. I got you. Yeah, so, I always, so, oh, always, always yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> always look good. I, I like give me a pair of slacks. I'll, I'll make them look good or somehow, some way. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So, well, because that, that's a big part of your brand now, though. It is. It? Yeah, I call it my my. Um, it's a superpower that I have that I love. Yeah, it's it's something that I could. Um, I'm not scared to walk into a room and look like this. You know, with my tattoos and, you know, um, with whatever I wear, like I feel great wearing it. And I know that I'm probably like that 1% because a lot of people wish they could dress like that because I hear it. Interesting. I hear other men, man, I wish I could rock that. And I'm like, well, you could. They're like, ah, I just, I don't know, you know? And they're like, man, that looks so good on you, you know? Yeah. I could walk somewhere and people are like, man, that looks awesome. Oh, thank you. You know, I greatly appreciate that, you know? But it makes me feel good. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and you want that for others too. And we were talking yeah. about just how you, you know, uh, prior to even jumping on the mics, that that's really a huge part of just what motivates you to go to work every day and do what you do, that it's not just, you know, the the look of it, but it's the experience. And talk to me a little bit about just your shop, because uh, it's it's a it's a newer venture now. Now you're on your own, right? Yeah. So let's just go from five years at a salon. Mm-hmm. Um, you go down to Pilsen, right? Is yes. That, is that, was that the next move? Correct, correct. So talk, take me from there to to where you're at now. Yeah. So I uh, worked at the at the salon for, for about four or five years. And it was time to, you know, uh, venture on on my own. And so I always wanted to start small just for the fact that, you know, uh, for me, like, let me test the water before I dive into it. Um, I've just and and again, I've been blessed where I have um, successful people on my chair and I hear their stories and and also that's being present within the moment that you get to absorb a lot of this information and apply it to your own life. It's like getting free coaching sessions. Yeah, right? it, yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You know, and it's like what not to do, what to do. Yeah. And um, I always said, you know, just hearing how businesses failed because they started real big. And I'm like, I want to avoid that. Yeah. Let me let me start small. Let me learn. And. Let's 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 roll with the process. And sure enough, I I started a small two chair barbershop. I hollered at one of my one of my close friends, uh, Daniel, 
And I was like, hey, you want to like, you want to start this shop with me, you know, like let's cut hair, you know, and create like this cool brand. You know, I always had a vision of, of I love 1920s. I love the aesthetic. And, and so uh, I came up with uh, Prohibition Barber Company. And it was more about the experience of walking into that building in Pilsen mm. that the name came, came about. It's just like. Interesting. Yeah, it was, it's a pretty awesome building it was uh it was called lacuna um in spanish lacuna or crib so it was like it was an incubator for small businesses so there was all types of businesses in there i had a 420 uh 450 square foot space two chairs very very intimate so in order to get to where i was at i was on the fourth floor you had to like uh uh had you you needed a code to get into the door once you get into the main lobby you take this sketchy freight elevator <laughs> with a gate super cool right and once you got to the fourth floor you had to walk this like really long hallway and we were hidden in a corner and so it looked like you're walking to get whacked like <laughs> back in the in 1920s mob era right that's hilarious yeah. so um, like, and, am I am I going in the right place? Yeah, did that a lot. Well, we oh, used yeah. to get that a lot. Like, yeah. man, this is kind of. Yeah. But it was it was really it was such a beautiful building. There's a ton of like uh, graffiti and like beautiful art pieces, and that's cool. Um, it was very welcoming. Yeah, you know, and then except for when you got to the barber shop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you, you know, you got to our shop, and it was just like you know, you're welcome with, hey, how you doing, and. You know, with a big smile and, and, you know, with complimentary whiskey, with coffee and water, whatever we had. Um, and then you get an hour of our time, you know, and we just built this, this, um, we curated this experience where, you know, I saw celebrities reach out to me on social media and like, hey, you know, I'm in town. Can you cut my hair? And wow. I'm like, what? What was uh, that? Yeah. Oh, well, tell me about that first experience. When, when did that happen? Like your very first okay. uh, celebrity reaching out. Yeah. So, um, all right. Let's. When I worked in a salon, I worked for a company called Baxter of California. Mm. Baxter of California, they are a men's grooming line. Um, they did like pomades, hair care, skin care, body care. And they hired me to become one of their lead educators. So I traveled across the nation and I educated about men's grooming. So cool. I've taught in New York at the L'Oreal Academy. Wow. I taught in California. I did big shows. I did uh, Miami, all the hot spots. That's cool. And so I just created this like amazing network of good, good people. And so... Um, part of our business is if I like, let's say I have you as my client, Tony, and you decide to move to Miami, I have a barber for you there. Right. Like, because just the relationships that I've built. Yep. And, um, so I had a client that, um, uh, he moved or yeah, he lived in, in Chicago in his off season. Um, Frank Kaminsky. He's seven footer basketball player for uh, Phoenix uh, at the time. Okay. He was leaving uh, Charlotte to go to Phoenix, and his barber in Charlotte. I know him. He's like, "Hey, oh no way!" Like, go go see Josh if you if you're gonna be in Chicago. So he came. This guy's seven foot. I'm like trying to I'm trying to like cut his hair on the ladder, <laughs> but um, 
but that was that was my first one how did you but, what was your like initial reaction at that time when just kind of like did you make it you know i've made it a little bit you know man it's pretty interesting because i get that a lot yeah i get people asking me like man how is it cutting like a celebrity's hair like i cut jj watt's hair which is yeah, you're crazy that. yeah um a funny story i didn't even know who he was i, I don't follow football like that i'm yeah. more like baseball um hockey okay but like football i don't follow so i'm like hey uh hey danny who's jj watt and he's like what <laughs> he's freaking That's out crazy. i swear and so uh, I cut. I ended up cutting his hair like when uh, one off season when he was here. That was amazing. And, and for um, me, it's not so much like the celebrity part. I mean, they're people, right? It's not. It's not correct, the idea correct. of like, oh, someone, you know, oh, they're a celebrity. Yeah. But I think it's just more so that these individuals, one, are very selective about who and you know they that they hire for anything. But it's also that they have kind of the the pick of the litter, right? They can choose whoever they want, and they're calling specifically yeah. for you. Absolutely. How, how like. I mean that's that's a really cool feeling first and foremost, right? Yeah. But that's that's really evolved your business too a little bit since. Oh yeah. Now, well, t- take me to where you're at now. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, just to you ask you you had asked the question about like how how do you feel cutting their hair? Which not cutting their hair, but just that initial moment oh, where you're being like reached out to, right? Right. Like, right. like someone chose you that could have gone anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And they have, that money's not an object. Yeah. And they're like, no, I want to come. Right, cash, right. Right. No, that it's so so amazing that I got to a place where people are seeking um, my gift. Yeah. My gift of cutting hair, like that's so crazy, you know. Um, and it's just, and, and again, doing good business throughout this journey and respecting others that puts a good taste in other people's mouth Absolutely. to be like, hey, go see my guy, Josh, because he's a good guy. Absolutely. You know, and I'm not here, I'm not in a business to do people wrong. No. And, you and, know, and, and quite the opposite. It comes back. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And, and what I gather from you is just when we talked about is being present in this mindfulness, right? <laughs> we're, we're t- talk to me about that, where that comes from and, you know, just, just how that's developed for you over the years uh, and especially as uh, an entrepreneur as of late. Yeah. Man, I, I, I love to share. I love to talk about being present. Being present is such a gift. It's a gift that a lot of people are striving for. They're, they're trying the hardest to obtain and to keep. And it's hard. It's hard to be present, especially what's happening in this world, and and you know a bunch of things that that go that goes on through our throughout our daily lives, right? But me working and teaching at different salons, different um, different places in the nation, that truly got me to be present. Because I'm in, I'm standing in front of a class of maybe thirty people or fifty uh, attendees, and you got to be on point. Yeah, you got to be sharp. Because like like I mentioned earlier, once you see someone yawning, you're like, oh, oh, dang. Okay, how do I get these people back? Yeah. And so um, I've learned the 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 gift of being present, of like you know taking classes. That was a huge thing for me. And I get to practice it every day now. You know, I don't let my phone consume me when I'm behind a chair. Like my family already knows if you need to get a hold of me, if it's not an emergency, do not call me. Interesting. Text me. If you need to text me, that's yeah. cool. But like my 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 
client is on my chair and I want to respect and honor him. And I hope he does the same for me and he stays off his phone as well. Sure. But most of the time, it's like that. We're just so involved with our talk and what's happening in business, in our family's lives or whatever, in our, within our own lives or, 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 or uh, uh, you know, a piece of garment that they got or something like that, you know, uh, a new style. Like we're, we're heavily invested within our client yeah. like every day. And the whole crew at Prohibition Barber, we're the same way. It's so special because I'll turn my client, I'm like, man, look how cool this is. Like, you know, there's four of us now, all four, we're just like, it's just you and I, and that's it. You know, which is, it's, it's special. Yeah. It's amazing. Amazing. I love hearing you talk about it. I mean, it's, it's an amazing <laughs> thing. I'm sure we could talk way more, um, you know, but uh, we're kind of at the end of the episode here. Yeah. Oh, you know, man. No, for sure. For sure. And, and, and and a lot of success coming. I mean, obviously Instagram has played a huge role, but now you're, you know, in the West Loop and just making, you know, big things happen. But as yeah. we talked about, hey, if, if in four years all this could happen, imagine what another four or more can do, right? And so I'm um, excited yeah. to, 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 you know, be a witness to all that and be here to support you. But how can people follow you? How can people support you online um, if they want to learn more? Yeah. Um, you know, if you... To, you can follow us on uh, Instagram, on uh, P Barber Co, or even search our, our our shop, Prohibition Barber Company, on Instagram. Um, we have a Facebook. I'm not really active on Facebook, sorry. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, you know, yeah. And if you come in with um, for a, your uh, first time visit, we have a complimentary or um, a uh, ten dollars off. Oh, nice. Uh, first time visit. So the code is um, first timer 10. You get like a $10 off off of your uh, haircut and you get to experience what we're doing. You know, we give complimentary whiskey, water, amazing coffee by metric coffee. Now we're serving, um, you know, we do hot, um, hot towel, uh, uh, neck shaves, um, the full treatment, everything, <laughs> everything. And we take time to give you a uh, a well-tailored haircut you know it's it's special it's it's pretty amazing and we're in a one of the best neighborhoods of all of chicago west loop i can't beat it yeah Not go have problem. dinner after right go <laughs> to the bar after it's all it's all looking good. good looking good yeah right yeah. right awesome well josh yeah. i appreciate it brother thank you